0: Podcast the guys. Especially- this podcast is brought to you by Dayton Most Metro, the place to go when you're looking for something to do in the Miami Valley. Check out mostmetro.com online. Hey, this is Brian. And this is Brian. And this is, and this is the first episode of our podcast. Coming live from Dayton, Ohio. Technically Kettering, but we're going to go with Dayton. We're going to go with Dayton. And for lack of a better name, we're going to call it the Brian and Brian podcast today. Yes, until we come up with
1: something stunningly hip. Right. So we're taking suggestions. If
0: you hear this and something comes to mind, uh, let us know. And I feel like Stunningly Hip should be the name of some band somewhere. I think... Something I should see at Canal Street. The Stunningly Hip podcast by two 40-something gray-haired guys. That's perfect, especially
1: <laughs> one that is not a fan of hipsters or all things that are hip. That's... Never been more true. So how did, okay, first of all, we've been practicing this for maybe 10 weeks. Yes. And by practice, I mean recording stuff
0: that's not helping the world. We actually have done some pretty good records. Um, I think we've got some good stuff in the can that everyone is going to be seeing over the next few weeks. But this has been definitely a labor of love, trying different recording platforms, Finally, figuring out how to get it out to you, find people in the Gem City. So we're very excited about this this prospect. But should we should we
1: let people know that like this podcast, while it's in suburbs of Dayton, it's about Dayton. It was really born uh, through a series of forty five minute commutes to the bustling metropolis of Wilmington, Ohio.
0: Yes, because when you have a forty five minute commute with one Brian Suddeth and one Nicole Davis-Nett, you get to have some fun conversations. And then working with them on a daily basis, you get to have more fun conversations. Right. And we, quite frankly, made a lot of jokes, like, we should record this and talk about what we're doing and people should hear it. And we're finally doing it. Sorry, Nicole. It only took four and a half
1: years of this vision to evolve to a point where we're actually going to edit some audio today. Yes. And post it to the world... Web of the the wide web,
0: yes, that thing. The thing with all of the internets and the de- the data.
1: So we did the cat do the, videos. so cat videos, uh, and recently I've I've fallen into a groove of um, very touching soldiers coming home videos and puppies uh, falling down in the backyard
0: videos. So my video has been, my video consumption has been mainly. Board games and board games. I think that's pretty much it. Now, I have branched out. Late at night, I do
1: barbecue videos. Really? There's a a plethora of uh, (laughs) people who like to video their cooked meat. Brian said it in his late-night barbecue videos. (laughs) Yeah. So Okay, so we worked together. This is 2013 for a company uh, that rhymes... With uh, aircraft carrier, yes, uh, and uh, we were we were pretty funny, and we created great
0: stuff for a whole host of companies and industries. Mm-hmm. And we're not just like funny inside joke funny. We were we've done a lot of social media, professional social media, so we became pretty good with engaging audiences. Yeah, not
1: like your social media uh, for you listeners at home. We were paid to be social.
0: And we were good at it we were social media ninja gurus we were certified ninja gurus at least certifiable ninja gurus yeah and i think if you're calling yourself a ninja guru or like a wizard i think wizard is the new term oh that you know just just don't just turn it off just turn off all the social medias and go home
1: so we used to drive to work together and with coffee in hand uh we would drive 45 minutes to wilmington and we had all these great ideas, and then we thought, you know what, we should share these with the world, and here we are today.
0: Yes. That and the fact that we're both really passionate Dayton people. I do we, love me some Dayton. Yeah. And in Dayton, over the last... Like, I've only lived here since 1999, and Excellent. you've been here... I come back in, in 2000. Forever, ever. Yeah. And... You know, we've both seen this city explode and, in various ways, have been a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and so we thought we would just podcast. And uh, so this week, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to give the week to this recording. So we're going to post it this week. Yes, no more shenanigans. No more shenanigans. Uh, we're, we're heads down. We're focused. So, Brian, th- th- one last thing. We started doing this because Brian and I needed a, a weekly lunch date, to be honest. He got married, I've got these kids, we've got these jobs that we go to, and we decided we needed uh, a common hobby, mm-hmm. um, besides drinking and being married. Uh, so we decided we'd podcast, Where so every week we
0: meet and we, we, we talk. Both of those are fine hobbies, mind you. Drinking and being married are great. And they're yes. not necessarily related. Yes. No, no, they're not necessarily related. In fact, I'd probably say I drink less than yeah. i married. That's probably true. I make more cocktails, but I drink, probably drink less.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so here we are recording. So once a week, we have a little lunch date at my house. We don't eat lunch. We record. And uh, we decided with a little bit of background that we work together and uh, wanted to do this. We'd get started. So I'm going to ask Brian the first question. Oh, Brian, goodness. for
0: Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful that I have two great families, one that is still living up in Cleveland, and I have two brothers that I'm really close with. They've got significant others that are absolutely fantastic people. Um, My wife, her family, and all of that I would say is family. But I've also got a family down here of all of the people that I've gotten to know over the last 20, almost 20 years down here in Dayton. Um, Fantastic people. Just some of the people that are really making things happen in Dayton, really love the city, and being able to work with them is just something that every day I am completely thankful for. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, I was just think about like your your tribe. Like I think you get this cool. I think I'm a big fan of every. I don't know if everybody knows this, but I'm a big fan of Brian's wife's family. Uh, love his mother, and father-in-law. They're they're good people. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm thankful that uh, through a weird trajectory of professions and some professional failures and missteps, that I'm part of this uh, creative community in Dayton, and I get to rub elbows with some really cool people who are making stuff and making stuff happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I'm also very really like, uh, more immediately, I'm thankful for my kids. My oldest son is in college. He, he surprises. He come home late Saturday night, I think. Late Friday night, he, he showed up at the house. We woke up and him in the house Saturday morning. And last night, I got to play euchre with my two sons and, and my wife, and I thought, these are, these are, my boys have turned into men that I like to hang out with, and uh, even just to
0: play cards on a Sunday night. Uh, so I'm pretty thankful that I've got two kids that are cool to hang out with. And you said something about professional failures. Most of the really cool people I met in Dayton happened after what would most people would call a professional failure. So had that not happened, this entire trajectory that I'm on right now, us meeting, me meeting people like Nicole and Lisa Grigsby, my wife Kim, all of that, Probably wouldn't happen had I stayed on the straight and narrow. Right. I started hanging out with you, Rabble, and, right. and disrespectful people, and I'm now here making a podcast. Do you remember when we met? I remember the, the first two times we met, yes. Um, the conference room at r Conference room at r Carriers. Now, listen, I went in that interview uh, ready to wow the
1: crowd. Uh-huh. Except I didn't wear a tie. No, you didn't. Uh, But you were, in fact, wearing a tie. Mm -hmm. And you sat in the corner, and I felt like you were not impressed by my shenanigans. (laughs) You had your laptop, and you just seemed to work, and you were just having to be in the room because you were scheduled to be there. You did not seem
0: to care at all that I was there. I was listening, but I definitely... uh, Probably not as impressed for sure. Shenanigans, because I'd seen a lot of shenanigans that day. Okay. At some point, you just get exhausted with the amount of shenanigans that you see, and you're like, "All right, what is this round of shenanigans?" But once you were hired and we got to know each other, then I became more tolerant of your shenanigans.
1: I remember when I remember the point in the interview where you finally looked up, <laughs> and it happened like this: the director manager guy says to me why did you not wear a tie to this interview? (laughs) And I said to him, why didn't you wear a tie to this interview? And I remember you looked up, and I said, I didn't wear a tie because this is a social media job at a trucking company. That's why I didn't wear a tie.
0: And I I also remember after, you know, I looked over your resume, and I saw your, and like, how is this guy not perfect for the job but you took went another direction for a little bit and then kind of came back around yeah to RNL.
1: right yeah i um which by the way we you did not out of hire our way me. you did not hire me that day right but first of all i did not get the
0: job and i had to go work for somebody else well let's be fair knowing the internal workings at the company as you do now right i'm just gonna I leave it i'm just gonna let it sit there well, four months later, they called again. Yes. And I, I became your co-worker. Yes. And in a, and, and a move that people probably are still regretting to this day. Probably, even though we were doing some amazing, at least interesting work in the yeah. socials. Yeah, we built skyscrapers out of toothpicks and burnt matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I do appreciate the fact we went out of our way not to mention the company up front, and now we have mentioned no less than four times in the rest of the... It's okay, because I feel like I, I'm, I'm headed out that way
1: next month for a party uh-huh. at, at the the hotel. Yeah. And I get a little nostalgic as I drive down 68, mm-hmm. and I see the old RV dealership, because <laughs> I think that's where this friendship
0: was born and yes. nurtured. Yes, and the... Uh, Cafe sixty eight. Yeah, the, yeah, the Cafe sixty eight, which is closed. I know. God it makes rest me soul. Sad. I mean, said. Um,
1: so I I look back at that that job fondly because it did entrench me not only with you but Nicole and then this whole other community of creators from now scattered all over Dayton Dayton mm-hmm. that are doing amazing work and I, I got to be part of that
0: ride for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the other thing that's always fascinating to me is this has been building for a while. Like, even when I moved down in 98, I'm sorry, 99, you can start to see some of the seeds being planted and things starting to grow. And it, I think it's just now, almost two decades later, where all of this is starting to... I mean, downtown is just exploding. Right. And that's spreading to the suburbs. And it's just Dayton is on fire right in the moment. But isn't it funny how people take it for granted
1: now if they just show up? Like, well, of course there's a great restaurant at the dragon stadium lock 27 but i remember when they broke ground on dragon stadium yeah and that was just a vacant Mm -hmm. uh, lot where nobody wanted to be there i remember when uh riverscape really built up this before water street development and restaurants and uh before anything was on monument outside the engineers club and the fire department down on main and and now people look at it and think, well, of course, you should be able to walk from here to a brew pub
0: to the Oregon district and back to your car safely. Well, I mean, Corner Kitchen used to be, I mean, there was a couple other things that are iterative between it now and, or then and where it is now, but it was Sloopy's. Yeah. And I remember going every weekend to the Dublin pub, because that's what I did when I first moved down here. Um and there was a fight at Sloopie's. That was almost yeah, like, every time. It, it was almost like, all right, three, two, yep, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah. And just how that whole, how the Oregon district has changed completely and yeah. how things that started in the Oregon district have moved out and other things have moved in. Yes. And and so just that development and how it's starting to overflow into the rest of the community.
1: In 1989, I skipped school and we went to the Oregon district and snuck into like a nudie adult bookstore. And it was just a shady whole, – the whole street was shady, but we really thought we were doing something rebellious. And, and now, uh, 30 years later, I'm meeting my mom for dinner tomorrow night in Oregon
0: mm-hmm.
1: and bringing her to see the show that we, we produce at, at Wiley's. I mean, there really doing? is a, a change over 20 years from sneaking out to, like, a seedy establishment to bringing my mom there intentionally for dinner and, and a show – in just 20 years how different even that
0: famed stretch of dayton is on fifth street but and i think that's a development that happens in a lot of different cities i think it's, it's happened in louisville with fourth street mm-hmm. i know it happened in cleveland with the flats yeah in the mid 90s where i remember when i was went down to the flats as a kid in the 80s well actually i didn't go to the flats as a kid in the 80s because you didn't do that right it was really super dangerous yeah and then through the 90s it became this amazing spot. Like Mm -hmm. everybody went down there and then now it's transforming into something else. Yep. But to see these changes happening in Dayton and being able to like, going from people wondering what is there to do in Dayton to what am I going to do tonight because there's so much to do in Dayton is
1: incredible. Yeah, it is fun to see a packed schedule. And and I, I grew up in Lebanon 15 minutes south of here, and uh, friends uh, recently would ask a question. I mentioned this on Jim City Podcast a few weeks ago. They asked me, where's a brunch spot in Dayton? We have friends flying to Dayton Airport. We're going to pick them up and do a brunch in Dayton. I said, a spot? And I could just send them a list from uh, mostmetro.com of 10 spots. What's your go-to Do go to brunch? If you I, want to do brunch. I got to confess, I, I am not a brunch guy, but... Um, I like the vibe at uh, Metal Arc, uh-huh. uh but I think the next brunch I'm going to hit is going to be Dublin Pub. Um, they're doing some things there that look my style. It's not as high dining as as uh, Lily's or Corner Kitchen or something like that, but uh, but I like what they're doing there. And this they have a new uh, hash brown, custom hash brown bar,
0: and it's I don't know I dig I dig Dublin yeah. Pub. Pl- Dublin Pub's brunch is definitely kind of like a big deal, go hungry yeah. brunch. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. You are not going to leave hungry. Yeah. But it is It is more of a hey, you've got friends in town, you want to impress. And I think that's just what Dublin Pub has been doing. I love uh, Blueberry Cafe. Oh, which yeah. is just a little bit south of town, but it's still fantastic. Was, yeah. and huge, huge, and I'm making a gesture. You can't see it. A huge plate of pancakes. Uh, golden Nugget. Yep. No matter how long the wait, it's worth it. And honestly, lately, Flanagan's... Really? Has a brunch, and I think it's only during uh, school season. Okay. But I will put their biscuits and gravy next to any other biscuits and gravy in the city. Noted. Game on. Yeah. All and right. It's, it, they're, they're fantastic.
1: But that's the thing about like, Dayton. I think that the food scene exploded, but at the same time... Uh, arts and entertainment have exploded. Uh, we we seem to be ahead of the curve on brew pubs. I was in Louisville. Uh, I'm in Louisville often, but uh, somebody asked me, "How many? Do you guys have any brew pubs in Dayton?" I was like, "Yeah, I was like there's like 11 or 12." And he said, "In Dayton?" I said, "Well, at least." And he says, "Well, we go to Cincinnati." I said, well, "Isn't Louisville? You guys have-? He said, "Well, bourbon is king, but we we now have four brew pubs in Louisville." And I was like so we're, we're I think Dayton was sort of ahead of the curve on
0: some of this I'd say Dayton's ahead of the curve on Columbus I would argue that they're at least on the same curve as Cincinnati yeah uh, Cincinnati has seen some big brewery shut down over the last year and Dayton still seems to be growing mm-hmm. as far as breweries and brew pubs and just making great beer uh, warped wing is just keeps doing incredible things I think Eudora. I know you're going to be doing stuff at Fifth Street, and I think Fifth Street Brew Pub is a monster. I think they make some great beers. But I would put our beers up against at least Columbus and Cincinnati heading towards Cleveland. I still think Cleveland is the top dog, and not just because I'm a Clevelander.
1: Yeah, but you know what makes I think like in Dayton, I think with the brew pubs, they each have their own personality and their own... uh, little community. Like I, I, I've hung out Dayton Beer, I've hung out Eudora, uh, I really like Warpwing Wing. Uh, they each have their own vibe, and even the menus are starting to follow, and the food trucks that affiliate with them uh, build into that character, and there seems to be enough unique communities to, to support them.
0: And I think the food trucks have definitely helped support that kind of growth in Dayton because they're at festivals, and if the brewery doesn't have Food. There's yep. usually a, a food truck sitting out right. there where you could get something. Yep. Eat.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, So I think it all kind of follows along, and then just the explosion of, of uh, the work in town and uh, and the creative side as well as the business side. It is a fun time to be in Dayton. I I, I have um, I no longer when people say where you're from, do I apologize or feel like I make excuses for Dayton? It's like we got our we got our shit together in Dayton, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I've, I think I've always seen the upside of Dayton. And I think, you know, even when like Mead was leaving and NCR painfully left, I mean, there was opportunities there. Mm-hmm. And the city's been capitalizing um, on them. And all of this small growth has been coming for so long. Uh, my wife and I Kim just moved into the city proper, like just over the edge, but into yeah. the city proper. And we've been exploring downtown a lot more. And there's just so much there. Yeah. Like, I don't see how anyone anymore can be like, eh. Right. What's there to do in Dayton? What isn't there to do in Dayton? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think the more that, um, the more things happen there, I think that the, the reputation is changing. There's still pockets of scared white suburbanites that, that have no idea what's happening downtown. Uh, and are missing great concerts, great shows, great performers, great theater, uh, and great events and festivals but it, over what
0: is not true. It takes a while, though, to change that perception because, like, the Wright-Dunbar District. Yeah. You know, I from what I understand, it doesn't exactly have a good reputation, but they've got some amazing things. The Dayton Walk of Fame is there. Yeah um texas beef and cattle company is making amazing brisket Mm -hmm. they used to have a sunday brunch i'm not going to speak for them they might still have it um they've got the museums down there and it's just it's incredible i mean i've been to a few events down there and just amazing but there is still that mentality of Mm -hmm. "Mm, you don't go across the river yeah which is a shame
1: i think and it just takes people taking a chance going downtown and and uh I knew that there had been a shift in Dayton when my uh, oldest son as sophomore, junior high school was telling me that he was catching a ride to go to Ghost Light to study. And so once I knew that my kid was headed to Fifth Street to a coffee shop and bypassing a Starbucks and a Boston Stoker in the suburbs, that's when you really begin to notice that the city is making a, a big change uh, that, that's a real positive and that, that idea that it's safe and fun and wholesome. Uh, or not wholesome environment to go, but safe and fun, and uh, there's things to do. Once the high school kids notice that, well, th- then I feel like the rest of the suburbs have to be on board pretty soon. Yeah,
0: they're gonna get there eventually.
1: Or they're gonna miss out and makes more room for me. I mean, I used to be able to get a, get a bar stool at Century Bar, then everybody found out about it. Now you gotta wait in like it's, I'm a it's nobody.
0: A, it's a world class bourbon bar. I, but mean, I feel like I was there first. You know what? There was a lot of people that were first and they've just done such an amazing job and then the shift over to cocktails which they knew they had to do and this speakeasy that's been a long time coming but it looks like it's right around the corner now yeah. i mean those are some of the things i mean i live right down the street from belmont party supply yeah and that is also what voted by several magazines as one of the best craft beer stores in the country Right. Not not in Dayton, not yeah. in Ohio, not in the Midwest, in the country. And they do a fantastic job. Um, they're always friendly. They're always helpful. They've got a fine selection of not just beers and liquors and people that know how to talk about both of them. But, I mean, and this is all just downtown. We haven't even really, other than a couple of the breweries we mentioned, we haven't even touched what you can do. On the, the so up on the edges, edges. yeah, yeah. On, the, on the fringes where the those people live where those people live suburbanites I don't know who those people are people minivans and picket fences look let's not disrespect people. the minivan oh out of, How out of the two people sitting at this table two of them drive minivans
1: why is that
0: are we still telling ourselves that it's paid off and it's functional and that makes it okay? No, that's exactly what I'm telling myself right okay, now. Okay, it's, right. it's, it's it's as long as it holds together until I can get a new car. That's that's what matters.
1: Well, I gotta admit, like Saturday, I did this little mini food tour with some friends, and six of us piled around in that van all day. And I thought, well, that's sad. It's a day we have to
0: take two cars, but we all fit into one car. That's the one thing that I like about it is is when it's clean, you can fit a lot of people right. in the in the minivan.
1: But your, your minivan, though, is equipped, if there's a snowstorm and you got stuck on the side of the road, you have plenty of work to do. Like, you got sketch pads and art supplies and a computer,
0: and just, you, you can just set up office. It, I don't know why, but I, there always seems to be a gathering around me of stuff, and so when someone says, hey, I need this, I can just go, oh, it's right over here. I've got that. And I don't know how it happens. You are, you are a Wi-Fi signal away from a mobile office. I, I am which is not something you should do while you're driving. We are not no, no, condoning no. that. We would get you a driver. you just send in the back of work. That's exactly it. That's what, that's what should happen. Look, I just bought a new microphone. I can't afford a driver. <laughs> so that's going to be the I'm next just, iteration of this podcast. My, look, my work is so important. I don't want to be locked down to any particular location. So I got to keep moving all the time. I can't be posting to Instagram and people knowing my exact location. I can't. Yeah, I can't get work done at a coffee shop. People know
1: who I am. It's not a big deal. So <laughs> people are always interrupting me at the coffee shop. So. Mr. Sunday, can I have your autograph? So listen, if you hear this podcast this week, hey, leave us a comment um, at the at the page and uh, tell us what you're thankful for. I'm thankful for a great friend who's put up with me for 10 weeks and try to uh, launch a podcast. And. And then I get to live in, in, in Dayton and uh, be a part of the, the Cool Kids Club and uh, do fun projects, whether it's uh, bartending at Fifth Street Brew Pub for Dayton uh, or New Media Dayton or, or, or doing the uh, the Story Slam. At Wiley's every month with uh, Dayton Story Slam. Um, whatever the project is, even just helping out with the School of Advertising you know, where Brian works full-time, uh, which we're not going to mention after this because we got to keep it on, on, you know, can't be just telling everybody where we are all the time. Uh, I'm that's, thinking, why I'm, that's why I'm trying to get the mobile office. Right. <laughs> Let me pin down on David Road all the time. Don't pin and then... me down somewhere. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, episode number one. Uh, we've got about seven or eight more in the can. We're going to do some
0: editing this week. And uh, this is episode one. We'd love to hear what you think. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. One thing we're thankful for is thank you for all of our friends for listening to this and giving us good feedback and supporting all the craziness we've been doing over the last several years. So all eight of you, yes, we know your names.
1: So we hope that that, uh, this is as good as we said it is. So awesome. All right, peace out. We'll we'll do this again soon. All right. This is Brian. This is Brian. Have a good week. That was 30 Minutes. You're never going to get back. The Brian and Brian podcast brought to you by mostmetro.com, your source for entertainment, food, dining in the Miami Valley.